open up to the book of Hebrews. It's in the New Testament towards the very end. So if you don't know where it's at, just open up your Bible to the very end to the right and then look back a couple books of the Bible and you'll find the book of Hebrews. And we're going to look at Hebrews chapter 12 today, uh, verses 1 through 3. And I titled the message, Eyes Up, Eyes Up. And, uh, and I titled it Eyes Up because the apostle, well, we don't actually know who wrote the book of Hebrews, but the writer of Hebrews talks about running this race that God has set out before you. And he talks about running with endurance, right? And he talks about how we have to keep our eyes upon Jesus Christ. And there are seasons and moments in our lives when we go through difficult things, right? I mean, there are times that you go through something that just seems overwhelming, difficult, challenging, like there are times in your life when it feels like all that you can do, it takes all the effort you have to put one step in front of the other. It's like, I'm just in that moment, that season when I just, it's all I can do is to put one step in front of the other. Has anybody ever been there like that? You know, right? Okay. About a half of us. All right. So the writer of Hebrews is writing this letter. And he's writing to a small group of believers. We think it was probably about 70 uh, A.D. And we think it was before the temple in Jerusalem had been destroyed. So it puts it about 70-ish A.D. And, And the writer of Hebrews writes to a bunch of Jewish Christians, right? They were super familiar with the Old Testament. The book of Hebrews talks a lot about the Old Testament and things that go on in the Old Testament. So we know that they are very, very familiar with the Old Testament. And we believe that these people resided just outside of Rome during this time. And these Jewish Christians were being persecuted for their faith. They were being discouraged and taken advantage of. And, you know, they they were bummed. They were like, man, it's just easier just being Jewish rather than being this Jewish Christian. I'm... They were considering going back to their old lifestyle. They were considering going back to their old ways. It was like, this is way too hard. This stinks. So they thought about going back. And the writer of Hebrews talks about having endurance in your life. He talks about having having to have our eyes up if we're going to run the race that God has set out before us. You know, there are certain moments and seasons in your life when you go through and it's just like, you know, life is just so overwhelming. And all of a sudden we drop our eyes off of Jesus in front of us and we see everything else around us. And just as like, a matter of fact, the Apostle Peter, um, we're told in, in one of the Gospels that, that you know, he, Jesus is out walking on water. And Peter sees him like, Jesus, can I come out to you? And Jesus is like, yeah, come on out, Peter. And Peter gets out of the boat and he begins to walk on the water. And all of a sudden he takes his eyes off of Jesus and he sees all the circumstances. He sees the wind and the wave around him and he begins to sink because he takes his eyes off of Jesus. And that happens in our lives, right? We're following Jesus. We're following him. But all of a sudden we have moments when we take our eyes off of Jesus And we see the circumstances of life and it begins to overwhelm us and it feels like we're spiritually sinking. We're like, oh, this is too hard. I'm checking out of this. I was watching a movie a couple weeks ago called The Boys in the Boat. Has anybody seen that movie or read the book? Anybody? Okay, about three of us. Great. Thanks, Mary. Crystal. 
It was good, good, good movie. You guys can watch it. It's clean. I don't recommend movies too often because people judge me. But this one you can watch, right? It's about the Olympics. I think it's 1926, the Olympics. And it's about these, these college students. There's eight guys, and they are on a crew, a rowing team, right? And they, they are the JV team, and they end up becoming better than the varsity team. And they get sent, their coach takes them to the championship race in um, Poughkeepsie. Am I saying that right? Poughkeepsie, Poughkeepsie, New York, right? It's this river in New York. And, and there's, there's like eight teams in this race. And whoever wins this race gets to represent the United States in the Olympics, right? Going to Germany, you know, in front of Hitler and, you know, and the, the, these are just these college students, right? And it's, there's such a great uh, scene in the movie. It's where I got the title, Eyes Up. Because again, this passage that we're going to read about talks about keeping our eyes on Jesus if we're going to run the race. And there's a great scene in the movie where uh, the guys are rowing. It's like, I, I'm not sure if it's a two, I don't remember if it's a two-mile race. It's a long race, right? And they're rowing and they're just, they're about 200 meters from the finish line. And it's just overwhelming, and the guy who is in charge of the boat, he's called the coxswain. And he's got his megaphone around his mouth. And he's yelling. I mean, it's just like, you know, I mean, the guys are just like exhausted. It's overwhelming. It's just like they want to quit. And he's yelling at them, eyes up, eyes up. Because he knows that the, the finish is just about right there. And if they don't begin, if they don't look up, they look down, then they're going to go out of sync with one another. They're going to be all over the place. And that's it. He yells at them. Eyes up, eyes up. We know in running, you know, that, um, that when you're running, it's the same thing. You know, when, when people are running races, you know someone's in trouble when you, when you go by a runner and they're, they're kind of looking down at the ground. Um, Jess, if you can maybe scan through there. There's actually a picture. Last week I, my, my daughter-in-law said, hey, can you come on out to Phoenix and... I ran this half marathon. I wasn't really racing, but I ran it anyways. And I'm in the middle of the race, and someone snaps this picture. And you can see, where are my eyes? They're down. Like I was, at that point, I was like struggling. It's like I was in the middle of this half marathon, and my eyes were not, I wasn't looking up, right? My eyes were down. You know, I was thinking about, oh, I want to quit, whatever. But then, you know, I, I, I pressed on, and... The next slide, I think, you know, shows a picture. There's my daughter-in-law. Look at her. She's, like, having a good time. <laughs> she invited me out there. Why? You know, and she's just like, oh, yeah, peace out, everybody, smiling, right? But you can see on the right there, I'm at the finish line. That's why you know I'm at the finish line. You can see I have it red on the side there. And I'm at the finish line. And you can see my eyes, actually, at this point in time, I'm, like, barreling down. And, like, I'm finishing this race. And my eyes were up. You know, I was passing a lot of people at that point in time. Because my eyes were in the right spot. I was looking at the people ahead of me. Right? And so often in life, now this is just an illustration, right? But we go through moments and seasons when it just feels overwhelming. And the writer of Hebrews says that what you need during that season is endurance. If you can go back to the first slide there, Jess. So the word endurance, sometimes in the Bible you'll see the word endurance. Um, oftentimes you might see the word patience or perseverance or steadfastness. Those are all words that that we, we will substitute at times for the word endurance. It means to be consistent 
unwavering, unflinching. It means having a staying power. It means hanging in their power in the face of difficulties and burdens and pressures and stress. Having a heavy load upon your shoulder. It means to bear up under difficult circumstances without compromising. It describes a person under this heavy load, endurance, who never gives up, who refuses to quit. That's what endurance looks like. Like, I'm not going to quit here. I'm going to stick in this. I'm going to stay in this until God, until you release me. When I'm in that season, when I'm in that moment, when it's just as overwhelming, and all I can do is put one foot in front of the other, it requires endurance. Never giving up. When we run together, and the guys, there are times that just seems like it's so hard, and we'll say, well, we're in it now. We're in it now, and I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give up, God, until you release me. When God calls us and we run the race and we see these overwhelming times in our lives, it says that we need endurance. I thought about people who need endurance. Marathon runners need endurance, not sprinters, right? Parents need endurance. Not babysitters. Someone say amen. Right? People who have cancer need endurance. Not people who have a cold. People who are married need endurance. Not people who are living together. People who are committed to debt-free living, not living on debt, need endurance. It's like, oh. I need endurance in my life. I need endurance. I need to be able to keep my eyes up, focused upon the prize, focused upon Jesus Christ, because it just seems overwhelming in my life. I need endurance. Hebrews chapter 2, a previous verse, we'll get to Hebrews 12, but Hebrews chapter 2 says this, that we must listen very carefully to the truth that we have heard. Or we may drift away from it. Some of us in this room this morning are probably in danger of drifting. When you don't keep your eyes focused upon Christ, when you don't know where you're headed, right, and you listen to all these other voices around us, we are in danger. There's probably very few things that are more dangerous as a Christian than drifting. Wherever the current, wherever culture takes us, I just kind of drift and go wherever it seems the easiest and the path of least resistance. When I don't listen carefully to the truth, the truth of God's word, when I don't set the course of my life based upon what God's word says, I'm in danger of drifting away from it. When those guys, when in a running race, when you drop your eyes, you just kind of go all over the place. You're in danger of drifting. You guys have often heard me say this phrase, right? If I'm not actively pursuing Christ, I have a plan. That's right, I'm passively resisting. If I'm not actively pursuing Christ, I am in danger of drifting. If I'm not actively pursuing him, I'm in danger of drifting. 
So the Apostle Paul, or actually we don't know who wrote Hebrews, but this pastor, skipping forward to chapter 12, he writes about running this race because these people are so discouraged. They feel like quitting. They feel like giving up. They feel like going back to their old lifestyle. And he's writing and he's reflecting upon the previous chapter that he had written about all these great examples. These people who had difficult lives. But yet they were great examples of faith and of trusting God. Saying, I'm going to endure. I'm not quitting in spite of the fact that my life is not going how I thought it would go. And, he's, and the writer says, hey, there's this great cloud of witnesses that I just wrote about to the, in the previous chapter. He says, therefore, since we are, we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, to what it looks like to follow Jesus Christ. He says, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. He says, when you're running the race that God has set before you, you want to strip off um, every weight that slows us down. Now, he's not talking about sin necessarily right there. If you can go back to that. He's not necessarily talking about sin when he says, let's strip off every weight that slows us down. When I run races, you know, I, I mean, I try to, don't judge me, I try to wear as little as possible, Right? I don't want to wear sweats and all kinds of other things, you know. I'm going to take off, you know, as, I'm going to get the, whatever I can to help me to run this race. Now, you know, and again, sometimes it's like, you know, last night I, I had four cinnamon Pop-Tarts with butter and they were just. <laughs> that's not really stripping off the weight that slows us down. If you've never had butter on your Pop-Tarts, you need to. Trust me. It's the best, right, Dave? But that's not stripping off the weight. That's the opposite, right? But if you're serious about it, then you want to strip off the weight. There are people, there are things in your life, if you're serious about running this race, this race, the, the writer says, to strip off this weight that slows you down. Like, evaluate, look at your life, examine your life. Like, what do I have in my life that's slowing me down from running the race? I mean, this is hard enough as it is, Right? He says, especially that sin that so easily trips us up. And, you know, for some of us, it's like, oh, man, you know, I've got anger in my life that, you know, I'm bitter about things. I've got unforgiveness in my life. You know, I've got, you can, for all of us, it might be something specific God, that God is dealing with you about how to run the race and the sin for you that's tripping you up. Like, the writer says to strip those things off, to discard those things. He says, let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. This perseverance, this steadfastness, this God, I am not giving up on you because you haven't given up on me. I'm not going to give up on others, God, because you are not giving up on others. Like I'm going to have endurance in my life. Paul said, or the writer says, we do this. We strip off this weight and we run with endurance. How? By keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Like the way that I strip off the weight, he says, is by keeping my eyes. It's my eyes up. It's like, again, eyes up, eyes up. You know a runner's in trouble when their eyes are down. You know they're in trouble when all they're doing is looking at the ground in front of them. 
You know that Peter got in trouble when he walks out on water momentarily and then all of a sudden he drops his eyes off of Jesus. He says again, Jesus, we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, which is you and I, Jesus endured the cross because he thought about you and he knew of us. It says that he endured the cross disregarding its shame. Now he's seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility that Jesus endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and you won't give up. How do we run the race of endurance that God has? I want to give you five things. You might want to write these things down. God has called us to run this race with endurance. And if I'm going to be steadfast and persistent under this weight around me, this heaviness around me, when I can barely put one foot in front, of, in front of the other, not when I have a cold but when I've got cancer, not when I'm just dating somebody, when I'm actually married, how can I run this race of endurance? The very first thing, of course, is to keep your eyes up fixed on Jesus. I wrote as a kind of a, some sub-points in running You've got to have a coach, right? Every successful runner has a coach, has someone they can talk to and someone they can listen to, right? Someone who's been there, who's done that, who knows the course. They've got to have someone that they can talk to. You know, in running, um, you know, when you go out and run a marathon or a half marathon, they have these pacer groups even, right? And a pacer group is like, let's say you want to run a three and a half hour marathon. Well, you find someone that has a little flag that says three hours and 30 minutes. Or if you want to run four hours, you find a person that has a little flag that says four hours. And you join that pacer group. Now they're, they're going to help you accomplish that goal. So if I'm going to run with endurance, I have to keep my eyes up. I have to keep my eyes fixed upon Jesus. Talking to him and listening to him. Because he's going he's gonna to help me walk through these situations in my life. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says that we're to never stop praying, talking, and listening to Jesus. Matthew 14 again is that story about Peter walking on the water and keeping his eyes on Jesus. And then all of a sudden he takes him off. We all have to have that coach if we're going to run with endurance. I remember... Um, I don't know, probably about eight, seven or eight years ago, I had the opportunity for two years to coach a couple high school kids. And one kid in particular, it was a girl, her name was Delaney. They were part of our church during that season of life. And Delaney was a junior in high school. And she was a really, really talented girl. And I'll never forget that um, she made it to the state meet in the mile her, her junior year. And there was, we're down in Ohio State, and there were thousands of people there. And I said, okay, Delaney. Now, this is the plan here. It's four laps, right? She knew, of course. I said, there's four laps. Delaney, the first lap, you're going to do this. The second lap, you're going to do this. You're just going to sit back in both those laps. We're going to let other people do the hard work. You're just going to sit back, Delaney. Let them kind of lead. You just sit back. I said, but on that third lap, Delaney, I said, you are going to go like crazy. And you're going to actually take the lead on that third lap, Delaney. And on the fourth lap, we'll just see what happens. Just try and hold it together and see what happens. And I remember that race, she did exactly, I mean, like down, exactly what, what I said. The first lap goes, everybody, she's in the back of the group. Second lap, she's in the back of the group. The third lap was the critical moment. And I'm on the opposite side, and there's, I mean, literally there's thousands of people. And I begin whistling, and I'm yelling at her. And she could hear me, everybody could probably hear me, all the way across this field, right? 
because I can whistle really, really loud. And Delaney takes off, and she actually takes the lead on that third lap, right? And she was listening for my voice. And she holds it the better. that She leads the whole third lap. The, on the fourth lap, two other girls end up passing her the last 200 meters. She ends up coming in third place. She thinks she ran a 504 for a high school for a high school student, a junior high school, that's incredibly fast. I remember the race finishing. She's sitting on the ground. I come up walking up next to her. She starts, excuse me, she starts bawling. I start bawling. It was just it was an overwhelming moment, right? Not out of anger, but out of joy. But we all have to have that kind of that coach in our life if we're going to run the race of endurance. We have to keep our eyes fixed upon Jesus. When we have those difficult moments, not just those difficult moments, but in particular, those seasons of our life. How do you run the race with endurance? The second point is that you have to surround yourself with a great team or like-minded people. Like if I'm going to have endurance, patience, perseverance, like when I can barely put one foot in front of the other, I'm going to surround myself with a great team of like-minded people. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25 says this, Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Let us not neglect our, neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of Jesus returning is near. Like we're all glad that you guys are here this morning. This is, this is incredible to have you guys here. But, but he says, let us not neglect our meeting together as some do, but encourage one another Right? Let us spur one another on to love and to good deeds. Like, this is awesome that you guys are here. But you know, we talk more about life groups here than just about anything else. Because we believe that life change happens best in relationships. And if you are going to run the race of endurance, then you've got to be surrounded by a group of people who can encourage you and spur you on to love and to good deeds. In running, I have a group of guys that I run with and they're all, they all, almost all these guys come to the first service. And here's a couple of pictures of these guys, right? And they're, they're, that's my team that I run with. And on Wednesdays and on Sunday night, on Wednesday nights and on Sunday nights, I've got my own team. These are my runner friends, right? And a lot of these guys come to our church now. And there's no way I would do what I do running-wise if I didn't have these guys and I couldn't show up every day and know that they're going to be there and blah, 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 right? But it's the same because running running's stupid. It's hard. Like, who likes it? And, you know, you've got to be weird to like running. But if I didn't have a guys around me, there's no way I would do it. But it's the same. sometimes in following Jesus, it gets so hard. And so I've got a group on Sunday night. And I've got a group on Wednesday night. And those are my life groups. And those are my teams. That's who I do life with and talk about life with. Is my Sunday night group and my Wednesday night group. You've got to have, if you're going to run the race of endurance. You gotta have a team. You gotta have a coach. You gotta have a team. Third thing that you have to have, you have to have power, right? You have to ask the Holy Spirit to come and to fill you. Ephesians 5:18 says, Don't be drunk on wine. That's only gonna ruin your life. Instead, to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Every day, it's like, Holy Spirit, would you come and would you fill me today? Would you increase and would I decrease in my life? I need your strength. I need your power. I need that, Jesus, because I, I, if I'm going to have endurance, I've got to trust in you. Romans 15.5 says, our God, the title is, our God is the God of endurance. Our God is the God of endurance. Like, he's not giving up on you. God's not giving up. He hasn't quit just because you're going through a difficult season or just because maybe you have begun to drift. Our God is the God of endurance. 
If you're going to be successful, if you're going to run the race with endurance, you've got to have that power, right? And that comes from the Holy Spirit. When you run a race, especially if you run a marathon, I remember the the first or second marathon I ran down in Columbus, right? And I just was running my heart out. I was running so hard and I was having a really good time. About a mile from the finish line, I hit the wall. And the reason I hit the wall is not because I had run too hard, but I I hadn't drank anything during that marathon. I didn't eat anything during that marathon. So a mile from the finish line... Um, just a mile, and, and it's just like people are passing me right and left. People I know that are from here to the front row away, and they're yelling at me. I had no idea. I missed all those people. I didn't hear anything. I hit the wall just simply because I didn't have any strength left. Because I hadn't been drinking or eating or doing anything like that that whole race. And spiritually, if you're going to run that race, you've got to have the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. Else you're going to hit the wall. How do we run the race of endurance? Number four, we've got to run lean, right? Again, the writer of Hebrews says that you've got to strip off every weight that slows you down. That's not necessarily talking about sin. But you also have to strip off especially the sin that so easily trips you up. You've got to run lean if you're going to run the race with endurance. Like you've got to know there are certain things in your life that you've got to reject if you're going to run the race with endurance. Like Pop-Tarts is just not going to cut it sometimes, right? And there are other things that we all have in our lives. There are some things that are just not wise. And then there are some things that I have in my life that's sinful. And if I'm going to have endurance, like, right? Like you need to get rid of those things. There are some things that you need to reject in your life and not have in your life. Some of us probably, again, bitterness or anger or fear or anxiety. For some of us, there's probably people in our lives that are not helping us run the race that God has set out before us with endurance. Lastly, if you're going to run the race with endurance, you've got to be the kind of person that says, I'm not going to look back. I'm not going to look back at what's going on behind me. Jesus said in Luke chapter 9, verse 62, he says, anyone who puts their hand to the plow and then looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. Like when you put your hand to the plow, back in this idea of, of plowing and agriculture days, someone who puts their hand to the plow and then they're looking back, you know what they are? They're all over the place. It's like, you know, that field's not straight, that plowing, they're just like this, all over the place. In running, whenever you see a runner run and they're in a race and they're running and they do this, you know they're dead. They're completely in trouble when they're running and they begin to look back. Because they're focused on what's behind. They're not focused on the prize. They're not focused on finishing well. And when you're, look, you're trying to run and looking back, you're going to be like, you're going to drift all over the place like that. And so if we want to run with endurance, we've got to be the kind of person that it's like, ah, you know, my old lifestyle, all oh, those old relationships. Oh, you know, I, I kind of really want those things that I had in my past. And I'm looking back fondly. I'm looking back like, yeah, you know, uh, I, I'm not really too sure. And that's what the people in Hebrews were in danger of. Like, well, you know what, this is too hard. Maybe I should just go back to my old Jewish ways. Even though it wasn't facilitating my relationship with God through Jesus. Maybe I should just go back. Jesus says, don't look back. Don't look back. I wrote a couple other things here. I, I thought about, you know, again, being successful. And 
I wrote, you know, if you're going to run the race at God, you've got to have a plan. Like I know I get up in the morning. I know I have my quiet time. I've got my people around me. I've got the right priorities in my life. I'm prepared for the situations, right? And I'm going to pursue you, Jesus, versus drifting all over the place, versus being distracted by things, like living in discouragement and delaying, saying, God, I'll do, you know, maybe later on I'll do what's hard. See, now this is just, this is just too difficult. This is just too difficult. I'm going to close with this passage of Scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16 through 18. The Apostle Paul is writing, and he says, this is why we never give up. Like, I have endurance. I'm not going to give up. I know my body is dying, but my spirit is being renewed every day. This present trouble that I have is small and it won't last very long. Yet, these troubles, these trials, this testing, they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them all and will last forever. Like some of you are in the midst of it right now. You're like, oh, God, this is just so hard. And the Apostle Paul says, it's, it's doing something in you. It's producing a glory in you that vastly outweighs all the troubles that you're currently facing. He finishes and says, so we don't look at our troubles we can see now. Rather, eyes up. I'm not going to look at all my troubles around me. I'm not going to fixate on them. I'm not going to be distracted. I know I've got these things going on around me. But rather, fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. The things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. You know, we, um, this series was picked out like six months ago. So this message, I don't know. I was super excited, like, God, why are you dropping this message on our hearts this morning? And I just have to think that some of us are in a season right now where it feels like you want to give up. And God's calling us to run a race with endurance. He's here to reassure you this morning that though you've been drifting, he's warning you to come back. You might want to give up this morning. God is here to fill you with his presence and to reassure you and to let you know that God has not given up on you. And even in the hard season, especially in the hard season, he's doing something in you. I know you want to quit. God knows you want to quit. His word says that he is doing something in you. Don't give up this morning. Don't give up. Let me pray for us. Lord, would you help us as your sons and, our and your daughters to stand our ground no matter how difficult it might be. Jesus, help us to stand our ground. Help us to run with endurance, patience and perseverance and persistence and not giving up, Jesus. ask for your supernatural help so that we can outlast this battle that we're facing. Holy Spirit, with your power working in us, inside of us, when that happens, we know that we can 
stick it out until the enemy realizes that we will not cave, that the enemy cannot beat us, and he decides to retreat. We pray for supernatural endurance this morning, Jesus, in our lives. We thank you for filling us with that endurance to do what you've called us to do in the midst of our stress, our problems, our challenges, our disappointments that are coming against us. Jesus, we're aware that we wouldn't be able to do this without your power in our lives today. The divine gift of endurance that you've placed in us. So we thank you. We thank you this morning that you will continue to strengthen us as we keep our eyes on you until we finish the race. Jesus, we thank you that your word says in Isaiah that they that wait upon you shall renew their strength. We trust that promise that as we wait upon you, Jesus, our coach, the one who we talk to and listen to, the one who we keep our eyes on, that you will renew our strength. Breathe strength into my friends this morning, those that are here, those that are watching online. Jesus, in your name we pray.